we'll begin reading in a very familiar passage of Scripture. And we were talking here about teaching others and sharing the word of the Lord with others and so forth. And we're just being obedient to uh, Lord God. Amen. Matthew 28 and 16, then then the 11 went away into Galilee unto the mountain where Jesus had appointed them. And when they had saw him, they worshiped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given to me in heaven and earth. Amen. Go therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Amen. The only name there is the one that represented all. Amen. They're not, they're not people baptizing titles. They don't baptize in the name. Amen. Amen. Teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Now, you can read that in Mark 16. You can read that in Luke 24. Uh, John did not uh, give the Great Commission. Amen. But he, uh, he, he, he revealed to us. Amen. But we're talking about teaching others. And that's what we're here for tonight is, again, I'm just re- carrying on from what my thought was. It's, it's a fourth, fourth thing that what Christians ought to do or are supposed to be doing. We're talking about teaching others, amen, but, amen, but, and let's just turn to, to Luke, the ninth chapter, Luke chapter 9, and uh, read a few verses of Scripture there. Uh, and, and I want to read that also from the uh, Amplified Bible. Luke chapter 9, and I'll read verse number 23, starting at verse 23 through verse 25. It says it like this. He said unto them, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me. And whosoever shall save his life will lose it. But whosoever that loses his life for my sake, he's going to find it. Amen. Uh, you know, we as Christians, are, we belong to God's army. I don't know where you knew that or not. We're all in the army of God. When we, when we uh, amen, turned our life over to him, he fills us with his spirit. Amen. Our first obligation is, is to God. Seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and his righteousness, and all these other things will be added to you. Amen. Uh, I, I do know that we got, must be aware of, of uh, paying our bills and, and then doing what we can with our hands, but we are still wherever... One man asked, man, he said, what, what, what is your occupation? He said, I'm serving God and living for God. You know, I'm doing my best to be in his army. I'm, 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 I'm serving the Lord. No, I don't mean, I just mean, what, what are you living for? I mean, what, where, you, where, where you devote your time to? And he said, that's living for God. Just serving God. Well, what do you do with your hands? 
He said, well, I try my best to use them in God's service. Well, what's your occupation? And you know, where, where you work? And finally he said, oh, you, you mean, you know, my job I'm doing with my hands and I'm, I'm a shoemaker, but really, when I'm in making shoes, I'm still living for God and, and working for God. So whatever work you are in, whatever you are employed in your, in your daily work, you're still supposed to be working for God. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Amen. For what is a man's advantage or his profit if he should gain the whole world and lose his soul? Amen. For what shall a man advantage if he gains the whole world and loses himself or be cast away? Now, this is a what we will call a, a King James Version of the Bible, but it's a new King James Version. Sometimes it reads a little bit different. When I'm preaching sometimes, you say, that don't read like the King James. Well, it's, it's supposed to be kind of changing some of the wording. In, in, in the verses, but means the same thing. Amen. Who's going to ever going to be ashamed of me and in my words to him shall the son amen, of man be ashamed when he shall come into his own glory and in his father and, and all the holy, holy angels. Amen. At verse 26. Amen. So we are, we're laborers together with the Lord. Hallelujah. In the Amplified Bible, I just want to read that same passage of Scripture. And I'm supposed to have it marked here. Luke chapter 9, verse 23. And it says, And he said to, to all, If any person will come after me, let him deny himself, disown himself, forget, lose sight of himself and his own interest upon his own and take up his own cross amen to me conforming wholly to my example and living and if need be to die also amen that's, that's the living bible for verse 23 verse 24 and whosoever shall preserve his life amen he's gonna he's gonna lose it he's gonna lose it amen seek ye first first First, first, amen, amen. Not only are we to follow him, but we are also having others to follow us. We are setting the example. We're walking, amen, a path that we could look back and should, should have people that was following in our footsteps in a, in a sense. I don't think I could say that in my life, amen, together, say, I don't, you need to be serving the Lord and living for God. Amen, I, you, you, you may find, you may find I, I, I stumble along sometimes. But Paul could say, you follow me as I follow Christ. He said, I'm, a, I'm just putting myself as an example. If you want to know how to live for God, follow Paul. And uh, when he was writing his last few words, amen, in, in, in 2 Timothy, he said, he said, the time of my departure is at hand, and I've fought a good fight, and I've finished my course, and I've kept the faith. 
In other words, I, I felt like I have fulfilled all the things that I was supposed to do in this world. Amen. And there's laid up for me a crown of righteousness. Amen. Amen. We're supposed to be soldiers, I say, in the crosses. Amen. Hallelujah. Paul spoke, and then we go back to, let's go back to 1 Timothy, which is a very part of the scriptures that I read last Wednesday night, and I'll go back to them because there's a lot of, lots of things I want to say again, I guess, or, or reiterate must again there. 1 Timothy chapter 4, and I will begin reading at verse number 1. And here's what Paul was saying here. What happens to people? And I'm going to be a little, I'm going to stomp on a toe or two, okay? You know, in most churches, and you can just, you just, you can get home and dwell on this afterwards. In most churches, the greatest soul winners is the folks hadn't been to church probably less than a year. Why is that? Well, we could say, well, one thing is uh, they've got new friends that they, or they've got friends that, uh, that they need to go talk to. Tell what the Lord's done for them. They've got a new experience in God. And they're able to get out there and find new people that, and, and whatever. I'm a, I'm a, I'll tell you one of my, uh, one of my bugs that's in my, my heart and my mind, and it just bugs me to death. And uh, I don't, on a Saturday, I don't have enough people to go see. I, I, most of the time. What I usually go see is people that's sick or people that's been out of church for a few day, a week or so and, uh, or whatever. And I'm going, going seeing them, trying to cheer them up or whatever and get them to come back. But, uh, but I don't, I've, I've run out of people because, well, it's not because... There's a whole lot of people out there backslid, but after about 40 or 50 times, I try to get tired and go somewhere else. And I get a little shorter list of sometimes. Uh, we, just need, we just need some new people that you can make contact with. But the reason why is because I know, as like I say, you, you visit all the folks that invited them to church after you got the Holy Ghost, and, and after a while, you're kind of like me. You just... Quit inviting them, whatever. Is that, is that true? Or what is it that the, the older a saint gets, sometimes the less, less going somewhere else? Amen. Now, the Spirit speaks expressly in the latter times, some shall depart from the faith. Amen. Giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Now, Paul was talking here about the time that he was preaching, and he said, now, it's, it's, going, it's, it's going to come in. I'm, I've been fighting this all my time. As you well know, Paul fought against even some of the saints in the churches. In fact, they turned against him in a lot of churches. After he would leave and go somewhere else, try to start a church somewhere else, the people would try to take over and and uh, try to prevent the church or talk to, Paul don't love us, don't care, and so forth. You, you read the epistles and you'll know 
that Paul sometimes was not invited back to the same churches that he started. But that didn't stop him. Amen. But he said that there is going to be people that's going to depart from the faith, given he did seduce his spirits and doctrines of devils. That means during Paul's time, there wasn't but one church, and that was a Pentecostal church, spirit-filled church. Hallelujah. History will tell us that too. Paul was dead in the grave forever. Any Trinitarians ever come along? Paul was dead in the grave before, except Christ is your personal Savior. That was heard of. But, from the part of faith, I, I, had a, I had a good conversation. I said a good one, pretty good, uh, this last week from a lady. I've been knowing her. She works at a store that uh, I visit every so often and uh, she she knows me knows my minister and so forth and uh, she uh, she told me uh, that well the last time I saw her two weeks about a week and a half ago two weeks ago that um, she was changing churches again because uh, she started out as a Catholic she went from that to the to the uh, Anglican church or excuse me, I'll take it back. She went to the, to the um, Episcopal Church, Catholic to Episcopal to Anglican to the Methodist. And she don't particularly like that. Uh, but, but she's trying to find something. And I wanted to come see us, but uh, she, uh, she didn't want to go that far. <laughs> But she's dissatisfied. And there's all kinds of religions out there. And, and she said, you know, I'm, in her heart, she said, I'm Catholic. But in, in these others, I'm just trying to find uh, something. And uh, I, I, I can tell you some sad stories in the whole, whole situation about why she's losing faith in these other, other churches. But we don't need to have things in our churches that cause it hurt to lose faith. And it's being mentioned. Excuse me, I'm, I'm, some people's hearing this may need me hearing it, I guess. But uh, the Catholic Church just made a, made a statement that it would be fine for people. that he, They're not getting, supposed to get married. They're just living together. And they can take communion. And the Pope said it to all the churches. They could, they could take, give communion to uh, couples that were living together. And you know what I'm talking about. Amen. And, then, and so she, this is why she's trying to find some church that takes some stands against morality of marriage. Amen. Chapter, verse 10 of this same chapter, chapter, 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 10. For therefore we both labor and suffer reproach because we, we trust in the living God who is the Savior of all men, especially those that believe. These things command and teach. Let no man despise thy youth, 
but be thou an example to the believers in words, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, in purity. You know, Paul's talking to Timothy. He's saying there's problems, situations somewhere, but, but you, yeah, you, don't worry about what people think about you. You're too young, you're too old, or whatever. You know, I was, I was one time too young, and now I'm, uh, well, I'm still here. <laughs> but it won't be long. Amen. Read on down. Till I come, give attendance to reading and exhortation to doctrine. Neglect not the gifts that's in thee, which was given to thee by the prophecy with the laying on the hands of the presbytery. Amen. We've got to maintain Amen. With all the works that God has given to us to do, we've got a message. We've got a message that needs to be told. Amen. Hallelujah. Second Timothy, chapter 2, verses 24. Now, I'm talking to you about teaching others and sharing with others. That's what we need to do. You know, I'm going to tell you the easiest way, easiest way to, to get a conversation started is, it, boy, it's cold today. Yeah, and the, you, know, you know, Jesus just took advantage of, give me a drink of water. And that led into, you know, the story of the Samaritan, right? I don't care where you start, just take your conversation and try to turn it in a way that you can bring it to a spiritual relationship. Not too many of us have a problem talking. Amen. But we've got to, we've got to take the conversation to where we would share the word of God with them because that's our responsibility. That's our calling. Amen. That's going to all the world. That's why I started going to all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Amen. That means, it means that we need to get, have some kind of a conversation. Amen. That, that we can lead people into. Some, whatever, and I, like I said a while ago, everybody talks about the weather. It's too hot or too cold or fixing the rain or don't rain, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> amen. Praise God. Acts chapter 18. Acts chapter 18. And I will begin reading in verse 24 there on this chapter. Even a certain Jew named Apollos. He was born in Alexander. He was an eloquent man, mighty in the scripture, and came to, came to Ephesus. Amen. Did I say Apollos? Apollos, yeah. This man was instructed in the ways of the Lord and being fervent in the spirit, he spake and taught, amen, diligently the things of the Lord, knowing only the baptism of John. 
Apollos was, uh, he, was, he, he, was, he was very interested in spreading what he had heard about John the Baptist, you know. And he being and speaking boldly in the synagogues whom Aquila and Priscilla had heard, they took him with them, or took him unto them, and expounded unto him the ways of God more perfectly. Amen. Find somebody that's uh, find somebody that doesn't have the Holy Ghost. It'd be great if we just tell them there's there's more to salvation. There's more to Christianity than just accepting Him as your personal Savior. Aquila and Priscilla said, "You know, this man is sincerely living all he knows." but he needs to understand the plan of salvation more clearly. Amen. Amen. Am I making sense? Hallelujah. Praise God. They, uh, he taught, he, 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 was, he, he was very eager for what he had. Praise God. There's a many, there's a many of a minister right now standing behind the pulpit of a United Pentecostal church that didn't start out a United Pentecostal preacher. But they were sincerely looking and seeking, and God gave them newer revelations. Hallelujah. Amen. And when he, had this, this, when he was disposed to pass into excuse me, the brethren wrote and exhorted the disciples to receive him, who when he had come, helped them, amen, much, amen, which had believed through grace. For he mightily convinced the Jews, and that publicly showing the scripture that Jesus was the Christ. He didn't, yet he, he was baptized, but he did not really know Jesus. Did not know him as the Messiah. Amen. And so, hallelujah. Read on. Chapter 19. It came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth. Now he's a Pentecostal preacher. And Paul passed through the upper coast and came to Ephesus and finding certain disciples there. And he said unto them, Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? And they said unto him, We have not so much as heard where there be any Holy Ghost. He said unto them, What will you unto you were baptized? Amen. And they said unto John's baptism. And uh, I, I, I'm, I'm just going to add this to the scriptures here. Make a point here. I find the 18th chapter is where Aquila and Priscilla took Apollos, which only knew the baptism of John, that he had been spreading around. And when Paul here in the 19th chapter came to Ephesus, he found some people that I am supposing that, that Apollos had just converted and been baptized. You know, they, 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 they only knew the same thing that Apollos knew. So I'm thinking that very, they were probably converts of Apollos. But when Paul got to them there, and, and he said, have you seen the Holy Ghost since you believed? Amen. What is, what, what's that all about? We had never so much as heard, would there be any Holy Ghost? Amen. 
He said unto them, what we were, amen, how were you baptized? And they said, under John's baptism. Then Paul's verily, amen, then said Paul, John verily baptized with repentance, saying unto them, that the people, that they should believe on him which should come after, that is on Christ. Amen. And you can go back to, you can go, go back to John's, and that's what he was. He, he said it. I am not the Christ. I am some come sent to be a, uh, to pave the way or be the forerunner of Christ. Amen. And, and so when Paul talked to them, guess what happened? Paul just found him some converts there right quick, didn't he? He and the men, they were, verse number seven says, and all the men were about 12. Amen. Had a, had a 12 soul revival there. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. We, yeah, please get me, forgive me, but, it, but we've got a message to tell every church in Dover. Amen. We don't condemn them for all they do, but we just believe that there's a whole lot more to it than that. Praise God. They need the Lord. Oh, they need, people need the Lord. Romans chapter 16. Amen. Now, I, I'm, I'm, I'm saying this sincerely as, as, as I can say it. I just believe our message is the Acts 2.38 message. That's where I'm going. I'm going to get there tonight, maybe, on that. But I believe that we have the message that was on the day of Pentecost. And I don't think it's been changed since the church was born to something else. Nor something less. Praise God. Amen. Romans chapter 16 and verses 1 through 5 says this. I commend unto you Phoebe, our sister, which is a servant of the church, which is in Caesarea, that ye receive her in the Lord as becometh a saint, that ye assist her in whatsoever business she need of for, of you, Amen. For she hath been a sucker. Amen. A, a, a help to me. Amen. A, a support of me in, in, in myself also. Greet Aquila and Priscilla. Praise God. That's, that's them there. They've been doing a great job over here. They're converting. They're converting the policies and they're converting other people. Amen. Hallelujah. So they're just saints of God. They're just good old people that makes tents. Amen. John chapter 13, verse 12 through 17. Write that down. 1 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 12. Write that. Hebrews chapter 8 and verses 1 through 5. Maybe I just turned there. Amen. I've got too many scriptures and too far to go and not enough time to get there. Hebrews chapter 8. Verses 1 through five. Now these things which we have spoken, un, this is the sum. We have such a high priest which is set 
in the right hand of the throne of the majesty on high, a minister of the sanctuary, amen, and a truth tabernacle, which is the Lord has pitched and not man. Forever high priest is ordained of God and the gifts and sacrifices were off. It is necessary that this man have somewhat also to offer. It is referring to Jesus. For if he here on earth, amen, he should be, not be a priest, seeing that there are priests that offer gifts and sac- according to the, to the law. Whosoever unto the example of the shadow of heavenly things, as Moses was admonished of God when he saw, uh, was, was about to make the tabernacle, for see, saith he, that thou shalt make all things according to the pattern showed thee on the mountain. In other words, the writer of Hebrews was telling the Jewish people in the Old Testament they should observe what, was, what Moses gave them when he owned the mountain. And I can tell you, I can just repeat this to us tonight, that I think that we ought to, we've got to observe what God gave us when the church was born and never halter from that. Amen. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 20 through 24. Amen. That's, read the, read those, you can read them later. They're, they're kind of getting to us. Now, I, I'm, I'm going to change a little gear here in number five. Amen. I've got uh, five different things that Christians ought to do. Amen. And number two, or number five, is to win souls. And it's somewhat like, like, we, like we're already talking but they just want to talk to us about, amen, the winning of the lost, reaching for the lost people. Amen. And Jesus is expecting us to win the lost. He's expecting us to produce fruit. Matthew chapter 25. This is, now we're talking about, we're talking about fruit bearing now. These, these scriptures, these scriptures are, are directed right at us. Matthew chapter 25, and I'll begin with verse number 14. And uh, I'm not going to read all of this, but you're going to get the gist of it. Verse 14, and the king of heaven is like an, as a man traveling to a far country, who calleth his own servants and delivereth them his goods. And unto one he gave five talents, and to other two, and to other one. And every man according to his servant ability, and straightway took his journey. And it's Jesus telling about his, one day I'm going to leave this world. He was telling his disciples, and this is 25th chapter of Matthew. He's, he's getting pretty close to the end of it. Amen. A few days from now, I'm going to be crucified, and I'm going to be gone, and I'm going to leave you to take care of my vineyard. Take care. Amen. He's going to take his journey. He's going to leave them with various gifts and beliefs or various gifts and, uh, and powers and, uh, that, that every one of us has something we can do. Nobody is exempt. And I was going to read it a while ago. I, I think I read this last Wednesday night that the, uh, the, the, uh, the theologians the doctors of law, the grand hulas, amen, that were always in Jerusalem at the, at the uh, temple. 
And uh, they were trying to run the church. They brought Peter and John in, you know, and, and started talking to them. What business you got to do in this? Who gave you this authority and so forth? And, you know, Peter got up and preached to them or whatever. And they got together and said, you know, said, these are ignorant and unlearned men. I mean, but boy, they, I'm adding to a little bit here, but they really clean our plow. What are we going to do with them? Let's beat them up a little bit and tell them don't do it no more because we can't argue about what they're doing because this man standing here whole that was just healed and uh, we, we can't say, we can't say that's, that's, that's of the devil. We can't say that that's wrong, but we, we've got to stop them from being so Christianized. <laughs> Can I say it that way? Now, Jesus is telling us we've got to produce fruit. I'm expecting when I return for some fruit. Matthew 21, amen. And uh, Luke chapter 13, amen, spoke about the fig trees. He comes and he looks for fruit. The reason why that Jesus cursed that fig tree was an example he was going to try to set, or example he's going to try to take that experience and talk to them disciples about fruit bearing. And uh, that's, what, that's what I want to talk to you about. We've got to produce fruit. Does it bother you that our church is not growing? Does it bother you that we're losing more than probably we're gaining? Sometimes in some situations, I, I, I want to I I see some fruit. And we, I'm sure that you won't see fruit on your tree. And Jesus was pointing out he was using he, he was using parables and examples and things that he was talking about how he was upset because his trees wasn't bearing fruit. Amen. And uh, we 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 just. Again, like I say, I think I just sometimes just want to talk and see uh, what we can kind of stir up as far as a desire or hunger or whatever. When you see the lost, what do you see? And I told you, well, six, eight months ago, or I don't know, sometime. So I probably told it twice. I printed up, I think it's 2,000 tracks. I know it's a I think it was 2,000. That you folks can go down to the Peanut Festival Parade if you want to and sell, sell stuff, but I'm, I'm down here to pass out tracts and invite people to church. There was probably, I just say 50,000 people. I, don't, I think there was more than that, but there were probably 50,000 people down there. And I would walk up and down that, walk up and down the front of all of them and just pass them a track you know, try to talk, say something to get a conversation going or just give them a track. They don't know who it was, where it's from. And I would see these folks with earrings hanging down. I'm talking about men. And their hair hanging down to their backs. And just, I mean, weird people. 
And something within me would say, they don't want God. You know, I would just think that. I don't think they'd be a good product. I'd go by and pass out people that I thought was normal people. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? I was, I was judging people by their looks. And I didn't even see their soul. And I'm, it's, it, I'm doing it self-condemnation of my own self. Because every soul, you never know where they are. That's right. Amen. I told this before some many, many years ago. Uh, they had a Firestone place that probably had around seven or 800 people working at, at uh, Firestone Tires in, in Memphis. And they were from our church. Then uh, he... Uh, he really, we got to, we got to really pray in the church there a lot, and uh, he he got a, he got convicted of all the people that he had not talked to, you know, witnessing to or anything. He said, "Lord, the next person I say he's standing off by himself, I uh, I I I want you just to just quicken it, booty. I'm I'm gonna go talk to them about the Lord." They go off themselves. I went to go get to a crowd or whatever. But he just made that statement. He, that's what I want to do. I want to, I want to go witness to the next person I see that's off by himself. And uh, of course, they were had a break, and they was in the break room, and this one guy was standing looking out the window, all by himself. He looked over there, you know, didn't think much about it, didn't know the guy, but then that quickened his mind because he had made that vow or made that commitment to God. And he said, that's a man. So he walks over. And he asks him, says, do you go to church anywhere? And he said, the man turned to look at him. And his eyes were bawling, bawling with tears. Him and his wife was getting a divorce or they was in, a, in, in the process of trying to, to get it all straightened out and he was crying. He said, right there, reminded him, you know, just, you never know what's in the heart of a person. He, and, 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 and the man broke down, started crying more. I just need, I need help. I need God. I, need, I can't work this out. I need God. Amen. He told the testimony in church. And I don't know the full story of all of it, how it all you know, turned out in, in the future. But I do know that he won that soul. Amen. In time. Because he kept taking Bible study or something with him. But let me tell you something. You never know what's on the heart of a man. Conviction sometimes makes people to where that you're afraid of them because they are ready, you know, they're 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 short short fused. But you never know; it may be that just God is dealing with them in such a way. Went to Bible college with a guy named Martin Oak. He was an old man. He was an older man. He was probably in his forties or fifties at the time, and uh, he uh, he was a he was a vicious person. 
Seattle, Washington. He belonged to the Communist Party. They were, they were planning, and this is 1960s, in the 60s, they were planning to have riots or, or, and, 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 and doing some damages, you know, like burning houses or whatever, just what the Communist Party was doing. He spent, he gave 20% of his salary to the Communist Party. And he was involved in them so much. And, but but he, was, he was working with a guy that uh, when he would fly off and cuss and raise cane, he, he said, Martin said, all you need is, you just need Jesus. And boy, that would make him so mad that he would go f- want to fight. And he didn't believe, didn't believe. That went on for a while, and the guy kept telling him, you just... You, you're, you're, you're so short. What are, you just need Jesus to help you. You see, that went on for months. And finally, he's walking down the street. Goodness, isn't this, isn't this something, how it works? And Martin Oakes said, God, if you're real, just tell me where to find you. And he said, there was a voice spoke to him. It says, right across the street, right there. He looked across the street. It was the United Pentecostal Church. Only about two of them in the whole city of Seattle. And he was in the street, walking down the street at that time. And he walked in the door. He found a church, he found a preacher. And he said, uh, I was told to come in here and see you because I, I need God. And he said, you can find him right there at that altar. And they got on that altar, and when he got up, he was filled with the Holy Ghost. God called him to the ministry. And I went to Bible college with him because he was preparing. I'm going to tell you something, brothers, sisters. Where there's a will, there's a way, and God can do it. And there's opportunities, you and I both, you and I both, many times pass by, and we're not, we don't have our vows right. Like that man said, the next person I find off by himself, I'm going to talk to him. Or... Just somebody's been saying, you just need Jesus. And that guy was, that guy was somebody that people didn't want to talk to. They couldn't reason with him. But you know what? He got a hold of his heart. And you know what? You and I both passed by people. And you've got it easy sometimes because I've stood behind the pulpit of a funeral, preached a man's person's funeral, and feel like I didn't do my best job of trying to save them. But they did want me to preach their funeral. That's, a, that's something that may eat on, eat on you. We, we got to take advantage of our opportunities. So winning. Amen. Jesus chose his disciples, spent three and a half years teaching them and training them. Amen. Praise God. And he graduated 11 of them. 
You know that. You know, understand what I mean. Well, what Jesus said at the very beginning of my lesson tonight, go ye into all the world. I'm going to tell you something. They did do a good job of it in their lifetime. Not just the disciples themselves, but before all of them was laid to rest. Amen. There was India, Liberia, Egypt, Babylon, Iran, and possibly Spain, and all of Asia Minor had heard the word. And even they said, one of them, Thessalonica or Berea, they that have turned the world upside down is coming. But I don't know what's happened. Something's flipped the world again. We need to turn it back up. Because the church is losing out. Brother Harrelson gives us some of these statistics. And uh, churches are drying up. And, and we, we're the ones with the message. And we're the fig trees that Jesus was referring to. He was referring to those disciples. I want some fruit from your life. Amen. I put some, I give some things to put in your hands. Amen. And I'm, I'm expecting when I come back again, I'm expecting some fruit from that. Lord, I love you and I thank you, God. And I, I'm in a boat with every one of us. We're all in the same boat, Lord. We're, we're all feeling, God, that there is so much territory to be done. But may we not, amen, may we not give up because, God, it's, it seems like an impossible task. Amen. You chose your disciples one by one. And God, we are to do the same. Amen. It's not hard on the one. We want a, we want a thousand soul revival, but God, we just, need, we just all need to commit ourselves to one man. We're about to turn a year. And before this year, time next year, God, I pray that every person in this auditorium can say that they have won a soul for the Lord. One a year shouldn't be too hard for any of us. Help us, Lord, to do that in Jesus' name. Amen. Lord bless you.